Raisin Man Arena. Good morning, live studio audience. It's like we're at the Today Show. It is like the Today Show. Wait, hold on. Gotta turn off the music. I don't even know where it's playing. There it is. Welcome. Good morning, Raisin Man Arena. Good 8, morning. 8 a.m. It's uh, it's September 22nd. 8, 10 a.m. Traffic on the inbound and on the outbound, too. It's a new season of Raisin Man. We got a whole new chat for you guys. We got season three now. This is season three, morning people <laughs> edition. <Yeah. laughs> We're doing this one for the morning people. Yeah. We hope to see you guys in the showing up in the chat. I see we got Carly. We got Ice Cream Simeon. We don't, I mean, they could have left because <laughs> we lost two viewers in the in the interim. Damn, fuck. <clears throat> Let's do this. We were getting, okay, wait, hold on. Sam's here, first of all. <clears throat> Howdy, everybody. You're going to be hearing a lot of this this morning. Mm, that's ah. Sam drinking a big cup of cum. No. Cum yes. Coffee. coffee. <laughs> no. Uh, what did you cup say? Cum. cum. Yeah. It's me to my first point. Okay. But the reason we're doing Raisin Man in the morning is because Sam Felipe <laughs> swear that they're funniest in the morning. So let's test it out and see. <laughs> oh, man. Well, because so, okay, there's there's kind of two different boxes there's two different boxes, categories of things. To, so first, why have we not done the podcast in two months? Yeah. Second, why are we doing it in the morning? Because we can talk about morning, but we're really walking around the elephant in the room. Totally. Well, and you know, why are we doing it? Why are we again, doing it at all? I think really? Is another question. I, I yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know. Actually, you hit. Yeah. Say it again. That's the right question to ask. Yes. Why are we doing it? Yes. <laughs> um. And it, it's pretty clear, I mean, as Sarah really said this on her post, but it's not up to us. Uh, it's not, <laughs> not up at to all. us, no. The, we looked at the numbers and we looked at, Felipe showed us a very compelling graph, which, mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. which was that our listener count had reached, what, like a total of 4,000 over the course of a the short art, time a short time and it was <laughs> really plateauing yes like, but still rising slowly but still rising and Sarah, Crazy nation rising Sarah and I being the entrepreneurs that we are we, we looked at that at that graph and we said yeah this is, it's only going up. this is money totally and yeah. we're gonna throw money away no we're gonna chase it throw more money at that bro yeah. we are throwing money away mic. we're paying we're paying a hundred dollars I think a year for the SoundCloud, wow. the SoundCloud hosting. I'm paying that. I don't think I've been with you guys wow. for a while. Wow. Thank you. hundred dollars um, a year. Yeah. So that's how we're doing. And we're doing it in the morning because we hear from a lot of people who have work on Sunday nights. So I don't know what, job, what we industries have, they're in. We but. have heard from a lot of people <laughs> saying, I, if you did it at 8 in the morning. If you did I could, it at 8 a.m., I'd listen. I'm like, yeah, Christian said he'd be listening on his way to the factory. I hope you're listening right. out there, Christian. Yeah, <laughs> Christian. Um, <clears throat> but... Well, we so I kind of lost my train of thought. I was so, gonna so go, you go. You saw the numbers. You guys saw the numbers. That's what you were saying. So we saw the numbers. Yes, and we were we were approached by a few admin sponsors. <laughs> no, we were not. Um, I mean, you joke, but I get emails all the time, and they're automated emails. But they say, "Raisin Manarina, your podcast could reach one million followers. Join <laughs> wow. our network. We've identified Damn. you as a." Podcaster of interest, I get Fuck. that all the time. Sarah, Sarah, here's one million followers, one million and in her, in her eyes go ping, and yeah. little dollar signs go in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Well, uh, and then and then I thought 
I saw the graph. Okay. Really, and now I'm, I'm kind of going into my own journey here. I saw the graph and I thought... We only have five viewers. What does it say? I miss... <laughs> I also thought... <laughs> I, I miss my friends. Aww. I miss my friends. I, I miss Sarah's uh, sharp acerbic wit. I miss Felipe's, um, <laughs> Felipe's, um, uh, sort of In- interesting ideas about gender. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah. His his manic worry around <laughs> around the tech and around yes. how many listeners we have and all these things that I don't <laughs> think at his all insecurities. about. Insecurities. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. Which well, encased me like a warm jacket. Yeah. <laughs> well, I should tell the tell the story of. Of the moment we decided to not do the podcast, yeah. in, oh broad, my gosh. in broad strokes, because it is very. I funny mean, you can look you at, at a high I'll, level. I'll be honest. I'll be yeah. honest. Because I'll, I'll be honest. I was the one who said, "I d- let's stop." Right? Yes. Yeah. I was. The, you don't think so? No, you're the one that said it. So the, what I'm trying to get to, <laughs> what I'm trying to yeah. get to, what the thing I'm trying to say is. You guys can be as specific in detail as you want. You don't have to. You don't have to do any broad strokes. You can explain the story. I don't care. Okay. I'll be honest. Mm. My cards are on the table. Wow. Okay. This is a new chapter in the more in the you know this is uh, season three. Of Felipe's gonna be fully transparent, fully transparent, and not worry yeah. about whether it's cringe or not. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna have a little GoPro on him all day, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> recording everything yeah. he does. Like, we're gonna review the footage, like Purple Poseidon. Have mm-hmm. you heard of him? So I, okay. I had, had <laughs> forget <laughs> it. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, I had Sarah over, and I was recording her voice for an animation funny that story. I'm working on, and I was absolutely punishing her with takes, <laughs> like making. Her, in, it's just Sarah and I in my room, and I'm making her do voice recording takes of the same line, like, over and over and again. And for context, I had already done three versions? Two versions? Three versions. Three versions of all it takes on my own independently and sent them to Sam. Yes. And then I got this email inviting me to come to He was like, you need, we need to lay down a track in the studio. <laughs> yeah. You can't do it working like, from this home. is awesome. Yeah, we got to get this, you know, mixed and mastered. We got to get this on the wax. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I. So I already came over knowing I did bad, something yes, wrong. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and you're you're kind of strung up too because of. I'm of, strung up. Of of uh, your my circumstances. Yes. Of, <laughs> yeah. of life, world, yeah, and whatnot. I am. Yeah. So I, I start doing and these also takes. And also your sort of like disposition and uh, totally. general worldview. Totally. Kind of exactly. Tightly wound. Yes, and we're two days before the opening of Life Worlds, and I'd been all day like getting shit ready things were fucked up and then I like race over here because Sam's like we need to do these takes this week and I was like all right I'll do it so so a bunch of takes happen and at some point Sarah just says she just stops recording and she goes I'm sorry Sam I I just I don't think I understand what you want from me but I don't think I can do this anymore and then she starts to cry And then and I offered this feeble <laughs> lie that I was crying about something else. <laughs> and so I said, it's not about yeah. this horrible thing that's happening right now. It's, it's about It's, about, in, it's about injustice around yes. the world. And, and, and it's I'm a coincidence. Thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking, perfect. I got Sarah right where I want her. <laughs> this I've this broken, is when you get the beautiful exactly. performances after I've this. broken the actress down, and now I can build her back up. <laughs> You're like Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, yes, totally. <laughs> but but I say that I don't want to do anymore. And then Sam says, oh, 
Okay. Well, before you go, Felipe has to tell you something. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. So I'm seeing now, and I don't know if this is just the app fritzing, but our viewers just went up a lot. So if you're just cool. joining us, if you're just joining us, you missed a funny intro. You missed a funny intro, but you're on the recording. But you're still here for the meat of the story. Welcome to Race in Man Arena. It's 8.18 a.m. Tuesday, September 22nd. Traffic on the inbound. No traffic on the outbound. So if you're outbound, Mm. it is smooth sailing. Inbound, not so good. Um, We're talking about why we stopped doing the podcast. The story of how it began. Yeah, so I'm in... How the end began. I'm in Sam's room. He's made me cry. The tears are barely dry on my face um, from doing recordings for uh, DAP. The third episode of that for Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. Um, barely dry. Barely dry. Still, still moist, still <laughs> moist face. And, and I say, I say, Felipe has, wants to talk to you about something. And then I, Sarah goes, what does he want to talk to us about? And I said, well, maybe I should just let him explain wow. it. And that, that is like a terrible a terrible blow to have. <laughs> <laughs> I was at my lowest. Yes. Well, and then Sam introduced the surprise element. And Sarah gave I, me this look of disgust. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> from my perspective. Yes. From, and I said go. that I wouldn't allow Felipe to come in and speak to me unless Sam told me first what he was going to say. <laughs> Wait, really? Yes. Yeah, so you did come in. I already knew what you were going to say. <laughs> I did not know this. From my perspective, I was so nervous to talk about this. That's so funny. And then I walk in and you're just all sobbing. <laughs> and I said, is this not a good time? And you said, no, it's fine. I'm crying about something else. <laughs> so you also lied, but you had nothing to lie about because I didn't know what you were crying yep. about. So anything you told me would have been something <laughs> else. Something else. That's so funny. Can you imagine like, I can, I'm imagining it from your perspective, Felipe, where you're like, Sam, I'm really nervous to tell Sarah about this thing. And, and you were like, should I just text her? And I was like, no, no, no. Let's have a conversation about it. So I was arguing for a little <laughs> ambush her yeah and then to be like to be to have me come into your room and be like okay sarah's ready now (laughs) you got her you teed her up for me you teed her up for me it's like so so funny yeah. 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 So fuck. I couldn't believe. Like I left and the when gall. I, the gall. We'll get into what happened in the conversation. But when I saw, like, I went back to Life World afterwards and I saw like Alex and Peter Mills Weiss and Caroline and I was like, you will never believe what they did to me. <laughs> we just we yeah. just beat the shit out of you first, Sam, then me, then all. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. then explain what you said. Um, I was just like, I don't want to do the podcast anymore. And uh, I just didn't want to do it. And uh, what I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing. What's, what more is there to say? Maybe draw it out of me. I don't. I don't know what other details. Well, I guess I'll say the details then. Okay. That Felipe. And then I, my first question was, when did you decide this? And Felipe was like, last night. Uh, <laughs> Julia Mounsey told me that. <laughs> yeah. So, so everyone should know Julia. Julia's, was the, was it was the Julia's idea. So I was also mad because Julia was at Life World when I got back, and I was like, "Thanks a lot, Julia." Um, <laughs> what did she say? She she was like, "Oh no, I didn't tell him that. That's really I was just noticing." That. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. So she observed that the the podcast was a locus of anxiety for Felipe, and she suggested that maybe we stop doing the podcast. And so what really bothered me about that was like it's just as part of a pattern in behavior with Felipe, where like to me, if I decided I didn't want to do the podcast, which at times I have decided i sleep on it for two months before i say anything the fact that you waited like just 12 hours and you were like it's done we're not doing it anymore and i'm gonna like tell sarah even though it's obviously terrible timing that really got me well you know i'll say this sarah 
how you would have reacted and how I would have reacted are different issues, right? It's not my fault that you would sleep on it for two months. <laughs> yes, but I just think you've gone too far with the conflict is not abuse thing, <laughs> I, which yes, I said before. It has become yes, abuse now. <laughs> yes, this is Felipe's joke. He says that he's now invited so much conflict into his life that it has become abusive. <laughs> it's true. If you yeah. follow too closely the, the edicts of that book, you will start to abuse people. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you have to bury stuff. So that's what I think. So I was kind of pissed that you didn't bury it for at least one week or something you well you know it. you know what happens when you when you you come up on a realization instantly but then you're like no i've been thinking about it. it's been in my heart for a long mm, time and that's it's my truth and it made so much sense and i thought <laughs> it's not i didn't think of this yesterday it's been in my heart for a long time but you know i'd also don't want to negatively predispose this return the return to form because we're doing it now and uh, oh you know, gosh, I, I don't want it. I don't want the last. You know, I don't want the viewer to think, "Oh, the last thing Felipe felt was not wanting to do it." Because you know, if that was the case, we would not be doing it. Yes. Yes. And so there are. There's well, in the interim. It, there's a lot of growth that happens. That's right. Well, then, in a kind of a sort of secret twist that no one this was what planning. What? Yes. Uh, yes. Is that I came out and I said. I, I didn't want to do the podcast. You were pissed Felipe, off. Like, I was kind of changed off. his mind. And by the end, he was like, okay, yes. I'm a maybe now. Yes. And Felipe then, is like, I'm a maybe. And then I was like, no, fuck this. We're not doing the Yeah. Podcast. Sam got yeah. riled up. Sam yeah. got riled up because of something involving uh, an unnamed podcasting competitor. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know don't what you're talking podcast about. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, well, it's funny. Yeah. Also, I think you called it the wrong name, but this is not. This is neither here. Uh, nor my basically the, not called the Ion Pack. My basically, <laughs> I guess it is. Yeah. Basically, my qualm was that, you know, it was like, I was like, I wanted to. Be, I want to do a podcast where my friends are like funny and transparent in themselves, and are not worried about like you know clout or followers on or, or there's tons of rules about what we can and can't talk about. That Number have nothing of views that, on our Instagram stories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I was like, if that's the podcast we're gonna do, I don't want to do that. Fair podcast. enough. No way. <clears throat> he was out. And and, it, and we left the meeting in an. I think a. D sour down mood. Yeah, you know. We were That's right. We were in disarray. That's right. Yeah. We were in disarray. And I just thought it was kind of fucked up because I feel like there's been so many times when I wanted to stop doing the podcast and I just couldn't believe it then that I had finally gotten to a place where I was like, I like doing the podcast and this is good. <laughs> and then. Well, you know, it's that classic thing. You know, your partner tries to break up with you and, and then you, you go, I love it. you. And then you go, I love you. And it's been so hard. You've had so much trouble. You've thought about breaking up. Now they're breaking up with you. You're like, wait, no, I but love, I love you. you. They're yeah. like, I love doing a podcast. I love doing, yeah. a, podcast. I I love love doing, doing a podcast. I love doing a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, what else is there to say? I don't know. And then Felipe tried to save it with all this bullshit where he was like, <laughs> we should do a live. We, it should be live with puppets <laughs> and really hard to produce. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Live and in Gowanus. In January, we'll be yeah. biking on the icy road. With the live audience and we'll have to get people to come to it. <laughs> I was just trying to find some way to Something. some way to spice it up. I was yeah. like, what are we doing here? Yeah, well, and I felt kind of indifferent about it because I was like, as an artistic project, I don't feel like I'm bringing exciting new ideas to the medium. So I was like, we can be done. If we think of it as an art project, maybe the project's over. But if we think of it as... And we get an A. And we get an A. <laughs> we got an A, it's true. 
But we can think of it as something else. I don't know what we're going to think of it as. No, I mean, I mean, a morning show. Get, get, getting to the heart of it. I mean, it's like, I, I think that was my issue is like, where, what are we doing? Where's this going? Yeah. yeah. It felt, you know, uh, sure. I mean, you call it clout. I just call it like, is this, is this working? Like, is this interesting? And yeah. I felt. You call- <laughs> 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 Sorry. The, the sound. <laughs> Sam wouldn't have the word clout in his mouth <laughs> if he didn't love with you. Um, <laughs> I was the one who's brought it into the discourse. Yeah. No, no, I mean, I just was like, ah, this is, you know, it's been a year. What's and Felipe said he was more interested in other projects. I mean, we give this, a, we give this one day a week, Sunday night. The what prep time. I, what I would like Raisin Man to be now that now we're hashing an, it out. an 8 a.m. thing. Is it is now that it's an 8 a.m. thing? Is, <laughs> every week, every day, you have to tune in to, to Raisin Man in order to prepare yourself for all the mm-hmm. news mm-hmm. for the, that day, for that week, uh, the traffic concerns you might have, the places you want to, you're planning your weekend, what parties totally. you want to go to that totally. weekend. We're, Wait, like this, we're, we're a must-have experience. Yes, <laughs> and we take a, mo- a meditation minute where everyone and can kind exactly. of market yeah. breath. Raisin Man Marketplace, Raisin mm-hmm. Man Culture. Let's give you know? them the mm-hmm. numbers, folks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. let's break into the Dow, NASDAQ, yes. S&P 500. It's up today. It's yep. down. Yeah. Yep. We read you a transcript of Brad Trammell's latest video. <laughs> so you don't have to sign up to the Patreon? It's <laughs> a radical podcast. What's, yeah. That's a funny, that is a funny concept is a podcast where people subscribe to all the Patreon, the hosts subscribe to all the Patreons. And just give you, you a rundown? Yeah. Just give you a rundown so you don't have to subscribe to the Patreon. That's a good idea. That is a good idea. Um, wait, so, 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 so I like this idea and I, I do want to return to it, right? Uh, uh, Reason Man NPR, Reason Man, uh, uh, Raising Man News, but I do want to. I do want to do this because we've begun. We began a narrative. Where did we go? I want to attend the podcast. Sour mood. I want to just kind of. I want to give sour a, mood. Sour mood. We were sour, but I want to give kind of like a, a happy ending, or I want to try to wrap it up to be like, well, we're doing it now, and what's in the future? And why did why did we change our minds, or what mm. did I change my mind? But also what. Is this is this a, is this a worthwhile w- thing way to wrap up that conversation? Yes, yeah. no, of course, Am I of course, in the wrong of course, of course. That's a great question. I'll say one true thing, which is that me and Sam weren't seeing each other anymore. I wasn't yeah. really seeing you either. Right? You yeah. say you we miss our friendship. We miss our friendship with Sarah because we see each other all the time. We yeah. see each other all the time. Yeah. yeah, and we would have a great podcast. <laughs> we <Yes>. would, <laughs> we would. Yes, <laughs> and I unfortunately moved into such a beautiful new apartment that I stay at home a lot. I used to come here um, like every other day yeah. to work from home and now I live in a beautiful apartment so I just stay there. Sarah leveled up. I leveled up. <clears throat> so that's been an unfortunate byproduct. And you've been working on projects with people you have no business working on projects. And you, yes. And, <laughs> and, you, and you text me back less. Yes, that's true. Sarah's been texting me back less. I'm just saying word. It's yeah. true. <laughs> it's true. Sometimes we have conversations over text where we're talking past each other. You'll mm-hmm. say something, and then instead of answering, mm-hmm. I'll just say a thing I want to say, and then you say a thing you want to mm-hmm. say. Yeah. But it's all just data. Yeah. You just got to log it. It goes yeah. in, because you can't, you can't like thoughtfully respond, especially on text. My fingers are starting to hurt again. Mm-hmm. No. My thumbs are starting to hurt again from the phone. Oh, damn. Yeah. I've I'm been doing, sorry. I've been doing the exercises, but... So that was one of the reasons we wanted to do the podcast yeah. again. Then what is, can anyone name another reason? Anybody? Well, real quick, 
Yeah, I, I just want to sort of double click into your guys' relationship. It's funny because Sarah knows that we will never have a con- we will never have a relationship over the phone because that's no. not how I operate. No. <laughs> yeah, but it is funny because I can hear everything like that is goes on in Felipe's room <laughs> because he always has conversations very loudly on his phone, and it is funny when you guys talk on the phone together. Like I like when you we were planning the show. Uh, Jesse, so I heard you guys get on the phone and be like, okay, yep, the shirts, make sure we have these costumes. All right, will you tell Sam about the costumes? And then Felipe was like, no, can you tell him about the costumes? And I was like, this guy is in the room next to me, and he's asking Sarah to tell me about the costumes. <laughs> I thought it was absolute psycho it's behavior. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah, so yes. we do have that relationship. Me and Sam have drifted apart, unfortunately. Yes, but we have. Yeah, it's we life. Have. You, you can't hold life. on to everything. That's life. life. Yeah. 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 It'd be like water. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah. Like yeah, in the yeah. Hong Kong protests. Mm-hmm. Like in the Hong be Kong like protests. Be like water. You keep saying be like water, and I think of the Hong Kong protests. That's right. Be like water. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But yeah. me and Close Sam are like two oh. pieces of water separating around a really big stone. Well, yeah. I, I'd like two to pieces. think that. <laughs> two logs of water. Because I'm not available or text message and phone it's because I'm saving myself <laughs> for lovely in-person interactions but I find that that because, but Felipe is still an incredibly lovely person to hang out IRL well, so, so I don't I don't ever feel kind of vindicated for my choice to not mm. be on the phone because you know you I realize that from Felipe you can get the best of both worlds well you, you know what the know. thing is I I generate I can talk about bullshit all day I know don't <laughs> run out of it there's not it's not that I have content in my head that needs to get out it's that when I speak that's I so generate funny. the content so that's I've never true. run out of it <laughs> yeah that's true Felipe you really introduced me to this concept that I love which is that saying a bunch of stuff and then when someone starts disagreeing you with you being like I'm just testing out an idea I'm <laughs> yes. just trying this out I don't know and then as a way to just sort of like sign not sign on to anything that you say and it really frees you up to say anything anything you can say and then whatever. you just say i'm just i'm just saying that yeah just for the sake well you yeah. know i think we're people are like babies in the sense that they're just <laughs> trying out they're seeing how far they can push and they want to okay, if i if i stay up late and eat chips will the parents get mad at me and you just try it out so mm-hmm. you know and i think and i think one should be a little less precious about you know, always saying things that you believe even though I'm saying this and meanwhile you're the one who is like Felipe you don't want to talk about enough things on the podcast mm. so we're kind of flipped you know you're thoughtful in real life and I'm I'm reserved in the podcast yes I know I know which is why it's so hot I would describe this Jackal and Hyde type situation <laughs> where I've just experienced my friends as Jack, being... Jackal and Novak Hyde. It's <laughs> <Yeah. That's> so true. <laughs> I experienced my friends as being quite eager and interesting totally. to talk about a lot of stuff. And then you get a you get a mic in front of them and they're like, <laughs> they let's become, just not... I don't want to talk about that. We become, let's move on. We become politicians. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I cannot confirm yeah. nor deny. Oh, yes. oh let's, yes. get a, let's get mics and actually be the worst, most boring version of ourselves. <laughs> no, I don't think we're, I don't think we're the worst most boring version of ourselves. But we're definitely, we're not naming names, 
Yeah. Bro, I was giving you some really interesting ideas this morning before the podcast. And you <laughs> summarily shut me down. Wow. Felipe was talking about. No, no, let's hear it. All I'll say was Felipe was talking about incels and he sounded like a crazy incel. And I started laughing and he was like, why are you laughing at me? And, and, and it was just the two of us setting up cameras and we were both really tired. And I had this flash forward to doing the podcast and I thought, it was a mistake to do this at 8 a.m. <laughs> so we're going to be weirder, scarier. So it's you just think it's reasonable that they're so upset because to not be able to have sex is no. I could go into it. I was just <laughs> listening to this podcast and it had and it had some uh, some historical context oh, yeah. that I thought was interesting. But I guess it yeah. sounded a lot more radical the way you know when you listen to it on a podcast and it's the voice of a person who sounds reasonable. You think, oh, these ideas are reasonable. Plus, yeah, it was a lot. This podcast for what it's worth. them. It was a left yeah. podcast. It sounded a little bit like this. It was like, well, historically, it's true that eighty percent of men don't actually spread their genes. That, that only twenty percent of men have children. So there is actually logically eighty percent of men are genetically well, dead ends. You didn't. You didn't. That's why societies are structured. And I was just like <laughs> sipping coffee, being like, oh man, ah oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. You know, I'm just trying it out, trying out these yeah, ideas. I'm just I, trying hey, look, it out. I, just trying I don't have any anger. I have, you know, I have yeah, yeah. plenty of sex. <laughs> You're nothing right. but love, dude. You're nothing <laughs> but love. Yeah. I do not have that anger. 20% of men, I'm in the 20%. That's right. I'm passing on these That's guys. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm passing on these little guys. Well, you have sex. A lot of sex, but you you know you have the mindset of it. Oh, someone who has sex. zero sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. The yeah. mindset and confidence and yeah. worldview. Of oh my gosh, who has wasn't zero it? Wasn't like I was talking to you a few days ago, and you were like, "This is the longest I've gone without having sex since blah blah." And I was like, "Didn't you have sex like a week ago?" No, no, and you no. Didn't I have not done no, I, I didn't have sex a week ago. I it's been something like seven, eight months, and I've had sex maybe once in the middle of that. Okay. Are you you're saying no? She's saying no. Lena's. Lena's, yeah, well, just whatever Felipe said to me was just patently I'm exaggerating, true. but sometimes f- fake facts are more true than the truth. Does mm, that make sense? What totally. I'm totally. That does make sense. Do you guys know totally. I've been in a dry spot. Stranger than fiction. It's true. Have you read The Things They Carry? Sometimes yes. the sometimes the untrue story is truer than the truth. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of mm. he's, ta- mm. he's talking about Vietnam, but here I'm talking about how long I've gone without having sex. <laughs> that is kind yeah. of like a Vietnam. Your yeah yeah your sexless period. Yeah yeah yeah. <clears throat> so so what was the so we decided to do the podcast because it's fun <laughs> because it's because fun, it's fun yeah. and Felipe missed doing it and yeah I remember I thought that. It's, this is just sort of an extremely interesting anecdote about <laughs> nature um, that I thought it was my fault that we weren't doing the podcast anymore. I was like, oh, it's all on me Why? because um, you didn't want to do it. Sam did want to do it and I wasn't deciding. So I was like, oh, it all falls on me. Yeah, and you're the woman. Of the and podcast. I'm the woman. And it's your yeah. job to, to, be, to, to broker mediate. relationships between and to men. And heal. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> and I wasn't yes. doing it. And then I told that to you and you were like, that's not true. We're not doing the podcast because I don't want to do it. <laughs> it's true. That's why so, we weren't doing it. Yeah. But I, it was kind of confusing why we weren't doing it. Right. Yeah. No one would kind of own up to it. And that's why I got mad at Sarah. Cause I, and I started blaming her. You I got said, mad at Sarah? No, no, no. I'm oh, doing a joke. Oh, okay. He's doing a joke. That is pretty funny. He would have <laughs> yeah, a joke about being a misogynist. Ah, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let me roll back that. It is true that throughout history, men have been disposable. <laughs> They've gone to war because... <laughs> Can we make the... Um, what? 
Chat chat huge. Chat bigger. Because Carly's in there being like... Carly did correct me that it isn't uh, Tuesday, it's Wednesday. So if you're just joining us, Raisin Man, Wednesday morning, it's 8.37, traffic on the inbound, wild traffic on the outbound. There's one car, and it's zigzagging down the outbound. Mm. <laughs> it was raining yeah. last night. Yeah. <laughs> Seems to have calmed down. Yeah, it looks kind of cloudy if you look out the window. That's the weather for the day <laughs> in bed <laughs> And I'm looking great in this morning light. <sighs> Let's see. Beautiful complexion. Carly says, the things they carried is wild. The soul gone. The body is trash. Something like that, right? Billy. I don't know. I haven't read it in a long time. Do you know who's... <laughs> Lena? Lena? It's from that. Say that again? Get the fourth mic. I, ha- I have... There, there's a story in that that I really love. But I could tell it. But Which I one is like it? The one about the guy who goes into the woods or the no, woman? No, it's the one about the guy's girlfriend comes to visit him on base and then she goes off with the green berets and he tries to find her and she is a, a necklace of human tongues yes. and she's like, don't come for me, bro. That's the oh, story. Wow. That's a beautiful wow. story. That's, one. That's a beautiful it, story. I've wanted to be here for Halloween for years, but I didn't know what to do other than a necklace of human tongues. But totally. then at the end he says, the story's not true, but... You know, a, a story that didn't happen can be truer than the truth. That's, I think that's but you. But you're getting into this place where you're like, my feelings are reality, mm. and that's a slippery slope. Huh? Okay. I didn't. We did not. Put the, we did not put the mic in front of okay. Lena's face handing for her to come the mic for me. over. Yeah. I don't, handing I don't the mic. That. I don't Done. need this on my podcast. And I'll be on the eight a.m. show. There's two women in the morning. I'm gonna turn, I'm gonna turn off your mic, Lena. Good if you're gonna come from morning. Like that. It's Raisin Man. Wow. Gabby Damn. Petito has been found. <laughs> yes, but dead. But dead. Oh man. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Gabby Petito, why did that blow up so much? Because she's an Instagram influencer. Oh, for real? Hot. I think she's like not a huge following, but who is this? I don't know about you. This. Did not hear this about Gabby Petito? Like a, or maybe I'm wrong. I mean, this is getting back into some classic Raisin Man. Yeah, where we do. We perfect. report on the news that we've barely. Let's get into ourselves. the news. That's. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about our friendship. I've been wanting to get into the news. Gabby yeah. Petito. Um, so she's this girl who went on a like a camping backpacking van trip with her boyfriend and then uh, her family stopped hearing from her and then her boyfriend came home from the trip and w- without her and people were like where is she and he was like Whoa. So I'm, I'm curious like, I'm curious know. what he was saying right where is she what do you no, say me too me too IDK oh I don't know she has almost a million followers okay. Carly says so that's right she's an influencer and that's why and and so what and so, go on. You, that was the beginning of the story. So that's Sarah, the beginning. I, I get to the middle. And now in the middle, they were looking for her, and he went missing, the boyfriend. Like, who knows? And, like uh, he's on the lamb or something like that? Yeah, but he's a person of interest. He's on the lamb, as I say. Oh, wait. Sorry. I put on accidentally the news up about Gary Petito. Sorry, go on. And now they found the body after two days of searching in the woods, and it's a homicide autopsy report. And so people think that her boyfriend killed her. And uh, that they there was reports that like the police had stopped them like in the days before where they were like having domestic conflict fighting, um, and so something was obviously like going wrong between them mm. where like the intensity was kind of building, but it's pretty like no one saw this coming kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. Where I think <laughs> even if they were fighting, people were just like he's a normal boyfriend. So. Yeah. The police search for, for mm. the fiancé continued Tuesday at a Florida Nature Deserve. Tuesday, today's Wednesday, meaning <clears throat> that even up until yesterday, the search for the fiancé continued. 
where his parents reportedly said he indicated he was going last week. If I were to kill my girlfriend, okay, which I would would not yeah, do. Yeah, keep drawing this one out. I would, if she were an influencer with a million followers. Right, you chose the wrong person exactly. to kill. Exactly, mm-hmm. you chose the wrong person. Exactly. To kill. I mean, it's good to know that she's an influencer, though. You know, in some ways, that's a little disheartening because I thought, well, you know, not this, not that, you know, not that every disappearance and death is is not important, right? But I was like, well, why this one, right? I'm sure many people disappear, and you know, if we don't even want to get into mm-hmm. race, right? I mean, like, white women disappear suddenly. It's a big, you know, no. absolutely. We're gonna raise a man in the morning. We don't get into. We do not race. get into race. <laughs> yeah. But but even <laughs> even all those things, even having contemplated all these the different intersections of you know identity and everything, I thought, why why is this suddenly on all over my Twitter? Yeah. And she is an influencer, and that makes me think, you know, it, it is true what they say that. You know, being an influencer is the only kind of insurance policy you have in this country, in this totally atomized uh, <coughs> country with no social safety net. Being an Who influ- says that? Um, I it's don't know. It's the only kind of yeah. w- insurance you have? What does that mean? Oh, uh, I guess I guess I'm actually... Well, uh, let's get into our next subject, yeah. What's your next subject? That's Brad Trammell and Josh Cidarella, the latest. Oh, right? oh yes, yes. Yeah. Wait, but I actually, it's something that Matt Christmas says, where he's like, uh-huh. having having oh. a lot of followers means someone's going to pay for your uh, GoFundMe when, when you need... Um, medical help right and what he's saying is basically like because we don't have these social That's safety right. nets what we have instead is fame and gabby petito but it didn't help it didn't really it didn't help, help her because now murder. She's, she's in the other world no right no. okay well <laughs> but it helped her with it helped that. her with now being found you know yes yes mm, Interesting. man if i was the friend or family member i mean i'm mad just as a citizen but just the idea that someone's like stupid ass boyfriend like that yeah. was my daughter and oh. then she's just dating some dumbass guy I and know. he just decides that her life's gonna be over yeah that would make that me, would mm, piss me off that would make mm, me quite time. mad because mm, you know sick. when your friends have a boyfriend where you're like fuck that guy. this ain't it yeah, this guy yeah, ain't it sucks wasted on our fucking time wasting he, your time wasting my time and he yeah. makes her cry and then you're like mm-hmm. you Game this over. motherfucker made you cry and now go one step further mm-hmm. decide to end your life he's still fucking walking around <sighs> i don't think so yeah fuck that no well, i mean goes without saying but it really like it's unbelievable if yeah. you're out there if you're Gabby's boyfriend, you're out there listening to the podcast right now. Know that we do not condone. What you <laughs> done? Yeah. Don't come to fucking Brooklyn. You're on yeah, notice, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Don't we come will around. Not, we will not book you on no. any shows. No, it's on site. If yeah. we see you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. Absolutely. Gabby Petito. Gabby Petito. So. So go on. <clears throat> moving on. Yep. Uh, I'm doing another. Bye, Lena. Lena. Lena said she's loving the morning. We'll the talk morning later about how show. you came for me earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is something Sam loves when we do a segment like this on the podcast where both me and Felipe know and read about something that yes. we didn't give him any heads up That's, that well, it's coming. N- but, you know, I... I like the gift I give is being the person who doesn't know. So I can ask you questions and tease it out. If He's you a stand-in for the listener. Yes. The listener. So yes. think of it, of if you're ju- in the chat, Sam is no longer here with us. He's now one of you. And he's exactly. Mouthpiece. Yeah, he's yeah. just a slack-jawed, <laughs> glassy-eyed idiot on the chat. Staring at you with a bovine <laughs> gaze. <laughs> An absolute, the floridated stare, you know, and then with the floridated stare. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll be assuming that position. One yeah. time, one time, Sarah Winnick was talking about it, the podcast, and she was like, 
Yes, no, it's a great. She's like, and, and Felipe and Sarah are so smart. <laughs> <laughs> and that did, that did kind of, Wow. I felt a little hurt in my that heart. Rules. But, you know, wow. but, but I can move on from Interesting. that. Interesting. Yeah. A kind of, a kind of uh, unreleased Sarah Winnick opinion. <laughs> it's like yes. a new track that I had not heard yes. before. This means you were talking to her about the podcast. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. And she re- dropped a new track. She, posthumously, <laughs> like yeah. Biggie Smalls or something. <laughs> Damn. Well, I'll say that we did the live, a live show on Friday, which also made us excited to do the podcast again. Um, and that was part of the story. And that Sam, I thought Sam did such a good job. Maybe you'd feel differently, but he led us, I feel like, in doing, like, he started talking first in a way that really set everything mm-hmm. up. And I just thought it was so beautiful. And, mm. like, I felt so great being on stage with you. So, nice. So, even though you're not as smart, you have other things. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's it's right. It's sort of your less intelligence allows you to kind of stumble blindly out. Right. It's fear. My reptilian yeah. brain yeah. kind of is useful in, mm. in performance and, situations. And it's yeah. wild going back on sort of the our flipped roles podcast versus real life. Dude, you're way smarter than me. Like, you are. Real? What? You're <laughs> what do you, mean? you are way smarter than me, dude. No. He said, wait. Yes. What? You <laughs> are, dude. It's so yeah. Sam, like, you're so smart. You, uh, uh, you're so smart in real life. No, I'm not even <laughs> so joking, smart. dude. Like, you're way more measured and like precise and and like you know, I think you just get ideas across way better. I just talk a lot. Yeah, and Felipe shoots so many ideas out that like that, right. Some of them's gotta hit. They yeah. depreciate <laughs> in value. <laughs> totally, each one. and some of them hit and really strike yeah. you. But there's a lot of junk you gotta kind of. Go <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh well, that's sweet of you guys. Um, oh, yeah, and and afterwards, Felipe was like, "We gotta do a live show every damn week." Yes. <laughs> I was like, "Never hear the I end know, of this." I well, know. it's funny because it was like a really weird performance experience where. Um, Wait, hold on, hold on. So now we're talking about the performance experience. We were oh, gonna go I, talk about. We were gonna talk. I was gonna talk about the retro mail. So can yeah, we? Yeah, so we were gonna. I, yeah, we're gonna get pin there. that. I just want the viewer to know that have a mental map of what. Here's yes. the map. We're doing a little pit stop over at the, <laughs> the performance the we performance had on house. We're going to Union Hall. Everybody yeah. get on the bus and uh, to what happened on that night. What fuck? What was I gonna say? Oh, about doing the live show. That we had a beautiful. It was a weird performance experience. Oh, it was a weird performance experience because it was like. Ooh, I guess I can say this. The person who went on before us, I thought that they were doing well. It was a stand-up comedian. Mm. And they started talking about how they were bombing to the audience. And then that made me feel like I was like, are, oh, are you bombing? And like, I didn't think that you were. I thought this was like, you know, comedians do that. Yeah. Where they suddenly are like, you're not laughing. You're not fucking laughing. Like, yeah, fuck and you. they get mad. Yeah, and, yeah, and they get kind of mad. Yeah. And like, this person wasn't like actually mad or anything. But I was just like, I thought you were doing good. So, but then they, that kind of changed the energy where I was like, oh, I got maybe not. And then we got up there and the laughs came so easily when I felt like we were sort of pitching really kind of softballs even. Totally, and they were yeah. just like, yeah. not even jokes, basically. Yes. And people were just laughing. And I just kind of like blew my mind I was like wow I've never I've never found it was one of the more fun times I've had performing because it just felt so simple it was like anything you say people will laugh and I was like oh this is people who like like performing because they like attention because they like people laughing at them because it's so you just get up there and yeah I don't know you mean to say that you discover what the pleasure of performance is that it's attention and that you liked it um I guess I just feel like when I do my stand-up comedy a lot of times it feels much more labored because it's like 
oh, it's this thing and I've been working on it for a long time and this stuff is really important to me and I'm getting up and it's like ideas about my life and so I it have, feels kind of heavy. I have to smoke like 14 cigarettes. I got to smoke like 14 <laughs> cigarettes and throw up at the show. <laughs> All the jokes are about people who might be in the audience so I have to pivot different things if they show up for the thing and so it just can be so stressful that like even when it goes really well, it's more of a relief than a joy and yeah. this was so simple and easy and took so little that it was just like purely fun. Yeah. So that's why. So I you got to listen to a bad podcast before you listen to this one, and the yeah. laughs will come easy. Yeah, is what we're saying. What, mm-hmm. what, I mean, my reaction is yes. I think we should do a live show. I've told you guys. I got a vision. We got to figure it out. Got to hash it out. Not going to talk about it on here so that it's a surprise. It's going to be a surprise. Um, but secondly, yes. When you know, I think my dream about that kind of performance that we did is like if you go on stage and you're sort of like water as we were saying before um be like water be like water yeah um you and you like have no um sort of like no guard up on stage and you're just like not trying to do jokes or something you're just being yourself with pure innocence beauty in the eyes as ed malone the would say yes. the clown as ed malone would say just innocence curiosity mm. something magic can't, can't happen mm. you're crying sam <laughs> this is <so> moving. <laughs> Which, you know, uh, welcome to the Raising Men Marketplace. There is a clowning class at 149 12th Street today That's at 8 right. p.m. with Ed Malone. Wait, let's look. An immigrant. Let's look. The Dow Industrial Average, 0% today. It's at um, 3,400. What does that mean, Sam? No, psych, it isn't. It's at uh, 33. It's low. I don't think the market has opened yet. That's oh, really? why it's so low. I think we're at a 52-week low. We're, it looks pretty... Wait, let me just show people. Let's Bring up the NASDAQ <laughs> for, the, for the people. It might be the Dow, but... So, this the Dow? Okay, wait, fuck. Hold on. Come in. You see that? You see how it's dipped there? That's a that's a mighty dip. Well, that this is over the course of a single day. It looks like. Oh. So oh, I see. Well, it dipped so last. The, and these are and these are tiny. These are tiny amounts. Well, let's look at the five day. Well, it's dipping over the five day. Well, no, it kind of it kind of came back up here. Let's look at the one year. Oh, it's actually Quite been going good. up. That's right. It's been going up, but then you had a little dip. We've had we've had one of the most untrammeled stock market rises for the past. I think year like the last year yes yes, yes. yes! <laughs> so it's we're good very good yeah yes! <laughs> well once yeah. you have the confident hands of biden steering the ship of our economy you, you can't, can't go, go wrong it's you true can't go wrong. that's why i vote democrat every mm-hmm. time it's true mm-hmm. well you need you know you need the you need the Democrats' hand to kind of discipline the market, yeah. and then the the conservatives come in, they let the dogs run exactly. wild, and then every once in a while you need Dad to come in and exactly. just get him yeah. back in the cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the dog, the dad, the dog's dad. <laughs> the dogs. Yeah. yeah. And you need all those card counters over at Abu Ghraib, you know, doing. That's right. Doing too. The card but counter by Paul Schrader. Our review. One of the worst movies I've seen in theaters, <laughs> <laughs> I think, right? Wait, so I posted, I also saw I'm it. I'm going to pee real quick. And I thought it was bad. And then I posted on my story, the card counter was bad. Laura jumps on my Instagram. Oh, Laura's Laura listening Jacobus. right now. Laura, the Laura, movie's not good. Movie's not good. Laura goes, I think it's actually good. No, no. And then I, say, I said, well, among other things, the acting is really corny and it yes. undercuts the movie. And she said, the acting is supposed to be Brissonian. 
All right, let's pull up the definition for Brissonian. What the hell is Brissonian? <laughs> card counter is Joker. That's wait, Highway Stranger is that Ian? Because Ian was saying the card counter was like watching the Joker. Yes, that's. I think that's Ian. Wait, let's see. Let's see what Brissonian means and if that changes what we feel. Because also, what, my experience of watching it, it was like everybody was acting in a completely different movie. Like Tiffany Haddish was doing her thing and being funny the way she is, but it was just falling doa. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And to like. Yeah, just this uh, abyss of chemistry and connection. There was nothing there. Yes. And then, like, I thought Oscar Isaac was good and, like, doing his thing. And he was probably the most suited to the movie. And then they have this, like, lost boy character who, like, finds an unexpected family through Tiffany and, and Oscar Isaac. And he was just kind of, like, I don't know, like a character out of Breaking Bad or something. Like, says very few words and, like, I don't It was just it sucked. Okay. Robert Brisson director known for his ascetic approach brisson contributed notably to the art of cinema his non-professional actors and you could say there was something non-professional about the performances in the car counter ellipses i don't know how you can do an ellipsian film but sure and sparse use of scoring had led his work to be regarded as preeminent examples of minimalist film much of his work is known for being tragic in story and nature. I guess it was tragic in that none of the characters seemed to be connecting with each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or are we hearing each other's jokes? It was tragic in that it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Okay, so, so, so Simeon is saying it's like Pickpocket. It's like Ozu. It's like Aki Karizmaki. It's like Wes Anderson. All right, Simeon, get on the podcast. Reach I, on the fourth mic. I respect Aki Karizmaki. That's, one of the, that's really the one I can speak on besides Wes Anderson. This was not like Aki Karizmaki. <laughs> this had nothing to do with it. Pickpocket is a boring movie <laughs> about hands. I'll say what it was like. They, they did this... this uh, the Abu Ghraib part was shot with like 360 fisheye. That was some Harrison that was Fishman. Cool. Yeah. Harrison Fishman put him on. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it had some interesting ideas, but really undercut by how bad it was. Totally. So that was that. Now, what were we talking? We're talking about the Brad Trammell thing. Brad Trammell thing. Do we want to, you want to go back to that? So who? I thought Paul Schrader was dead, Alex. Says. He's very much alive. <laughs> and he has funny, he has funny Facebook. Have you, what's up with his like Facebook um, posts? Someone, there is, a, I think, I think there is an account that's devoted to the things Paul Schrader says on his Facebook mm. that is viral. What? Talked into the mic. Well, closer to the mic. Closer well, to the mic. Talked to the mic. And he also, he. <laughs> Paul Schrader, yeah, so Paul Schrader goes wild on his Facebook, and he's also in a poker um, club, apparently, where he, I think, harasses women and says weird things. And that's in real life? Unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, hold on. He should make a movie about that. He shouldn't do that. (laughs) Let's look real quick. A poker club where you harass women. You heard it, folks. Real life. (laughs) (laughs) Let's look at the uh, Paul Schrader. Do you guys mind? Do you guys mind if we look at? Just take a dive. Paul Schrader's Facebook posts. The best worst of Paul Schrader's Facebook posts, curated by Steely Dante, not affiliated with Paul Mm. or any associates. So I guess he just he just kind of goes off on Facebook. This old film. He made he made Taxi Driver. That's right. That's right. And first reformed. Let's see. I enter unwashed into a world that disrespects me and despises my values. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty funny. Let's look at one that has a lot of likes. Mm, let's look at that. This one is from uh, September 20th of 2001. There's a picture of a beautiful vista, a beautiful like, lake and mountains. 
Personal bucket list. Lake Louise. In the 50s, our family took a trip from Michigan to the Canadian Rockies. I remember at 10, sitting on a bench outside Chateau Lake Louise, thinking this is the most beautiful place I'd ever seen. A triangular emerald green lake flanked by a triangular... This isn't so funny. Hmm. Oh, wait. I swore I'd come back, but never did till now. A spiritual place. Last night at dinner, a flashing EMS vehicle pulled up to the lakeside. Must be another victim, I told my table companions, of the Stendhal Syndrome. I'm not sure what that means. The chat's going wild for it, though, for some reason. Let's see. Is this, bo- is this bit bombing? Should we just talk no, about Brad no, Tomell? No, Sam likes it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, I'm loving this. <laughs> if you got good Paul Schrader posts. Okay, this one has a lot of likes. This one's from September 11th. Do you want to read this one, Sam? Can you even read it? I'll read it. If always been baffled by those who have transformed the most successful terrorist attack in history into an America, the great moment. It's the same thinking that transformed Jesus Christ into a capitalist. Mm. There you go. What do you think about that, Sam? Huh. Mm, level two. That one's kind of a thinker for me. It's not so, it's not so much funny and pathetic as it is, yeah. you know, thought. It is pathetic to to put like stuff like that on social media. That's a real boomer thing to do. I think we can agree on that. This might be this 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 might not be a great segment because I yeah, can't find we the thought, good post. Yeah, we thought he was going to be really crazy and and we're we're getting to this account and it seems kind of kind of middle of the road stuff. Uh, yeah. But but I was told, I think, by Ian that he does say weird stuff to women in his poker, his online poker game, and that that was, that has indeed and been And Ian says, somewhere. Paul, enough. enough. We're all just here to play. Come on. You got to just be making your movies and stuff. Yeah. You can't be saying weird, weird things to <laughs> you women. You can make a weird movie. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Check this one out. I posted thoughts on the casual racism of my youth and elected to use the N-word, and then he writes N and then a bunch of X's, instead of, and then in quotes, the N-word. The FB, the FB review board algorithmed it and deemed it unacceptable. I understand. For a writer, the in-your-face cruelty of language is an artistic tool. In social media, it is something else. I defer. I defer, comma. Look at even his use of language there to it's, not yeah. even finish the sentence. It's just to pause. Yeah. To defer. Yeah, I think he he's a person who seems who has a has a self world view. Of, he sort of self mythologizes as a person who's who's kind of uh, on the outside, a kind of maverick, you know, uh, uh, who's against powerful forces of the world that are aligned uh, to to bring him down. And you know, from someone from our position, Paul Schrader is like a made guy, you know, with powers of of capital and industry influence behind him so you know that w- that's my quick read on him that he's a man on his, inf- his facebook posts i see i think that's right and i feel that way about celebrities in general like they act like their hands are tied all the time and they're not yeah or like they're impotent they're so impotent yeah I'm I'm starving. Here's the downside of doing the podcast in the morning. We don't eat breakfast. You want a banana? Oh shoot, we should have yes. given you some you breakfast. Yeah, you got a banana? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. the Brad Trimble. Yeah, let's do Josh it. Let's get into it. Thing. Let's get into it. Uh, who do you want to start with? Um. So okay. So I can lead either one, but just pick a name. To go with Josh Sorella, because because did you watch the Brad Trimble? I did. 
the millennial aesthetics report. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And so did I. But I can pretend like I didn't. What the hell? You both watched you did? it? Yeah. I'm yeah. a subscriber now. Wow. Per- okay, great. So then we're all up on that shit. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the Josh Cinderella first. Yeah. He just did this post on Instagram yesterday. Josh Cinderella is like a internet theorist, like a art critic person. And he's also an artist who makes interesting stuff, especially about... Um, young people doing political discourse online and he knows about all this this infinite number of like weird subcultures of like monarcho primitivists <laughs> like uh, anti-maoists like yeah blah, super blah, blah. hyphenated political yeah, subcultures that like 15 year olds conceive of yeah. and like build their whole identity around so it's very interesting um and i think he was a professor at pratt because that's, I think, how our friends, like, know him. Maybe. Yeah. He was, a, like, a, I think, a, like, an associate professor or something, teaching college classes uh, in New York. And he just announced on his Instagram that he's not going to go back to being a professor anymore. And um, he wrote this, like, pretty... Bro, I know that life. After after quarantine, you got to go back to work? No way. No way. I want to stay on unemployment. Yeah. Me too. And he wrote this post about it. He says, I want to be a dean now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> make me make me the principal. <laughs> and I'll just read the last page of it. It's kind of long, but you guys should look it up. And the last page says, you're at a crossroads where you can choose to either, one, hold the line for elite interests that refuse to facilitate the work you know is important, or two, you can leave and make whatever you want. Um, so he's not going back to teaching. He's just going to teach on Discord and, like, do that kind of stuff. Uh, and it just was cool because, like, I don't know. I feel like even the most, like, uh, sort of left or radical comedians, like, no one is immune to working for Amazon Prime or taking SNL or, like, these different things. And I don't really <laughs> expect them to be. Um, you have to. You have to work for SNL. <laughs> you talk, have to. Talk, talk about SNL. I was thinking that's I know, that's the I big know, story you can't talk about. But that's on my mind. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> so that's that kind of bums me out. But I don't really blame those people because I'm like, that's the world we live in. You got to make money. You know. I'm. We'll talk about my vegetarianism in a second. I also. Well, you're vegetarian. I just became a vegetarian. Yeah. Just now. Mm-hmm. To make money. Mm-hmm. Well, good thing we give you a banana, <laughs> not something else. <laughs> um, so just to see someone decide to like walk away from making money and having a prestigious job just to align with their values, I'm like, that's cool. That's just. Cool. Yeah, I, that's not totally my read of what's happening, and I guess. That's true. It's not. That's not the complete story. That's my um, projection onto what I want to get out of it. It's also about like the. The university is not facilitating the work that he's interested in. So why would he no, be part of it? No, absolutely. I mean, I guess I guess maybe my reading, uh, there's like, I think a lot of angles on it. Or there's a lot of like ways to carve it out. But this is something I know from the New Models podcast, which you've listened to, right, Sam? New Models podcast. They It's like a Discord and a podcast. New Models podcast. What is that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what? Um... I hate not knowing this gossip, but um, sorry, just reading the comments there. But they—it's a podcast and a sort of a Discord in a in a community. You didn't know the gossip. We're telling you about a cool podcast. Yeah, this isn't gossip. <laughs> this is this is new. This is better this than is gossip. Theory. Yeah, <laughs> a theory podcast that you can check out. I'm writing all of this down, and we're, it's going to be printed into a book. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's what they did with the new models. With new models, they had a big Discord. They printed it into a book. They're basically like a group of people who dis who discuss 
this. Um, they're kind of like futurologists. So they're like, what, how are, I mean, is that, yeah, am yeah. I being out of pocket for saying that? Just a, such a stupid word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they're talking about how new technologies um, like blockchain, like crypto, and, like, you know, and we can get to that, but like, like, like Patreon, how different these different models are arising for funding the arts that can combat or that can sort of be... Um, work against or replace the institutions that we have now. So, you know, I guess in, in specifically in fine art, they're talking about like the pipeline that goes from like universities into MFAs, into galleries, into et cetera, you know, private collections. Like, so they're like, there are all these new technologies, all these new platforms that can replace those institutions. So you don't have to be beholden to them. And they have this terminology that I'm trying to remember, but they talk about like, they have like web 3.0 or the web 3.5. They sort of like name the different, these different stages of the web. And the one that we're at, I think they like name something like I can't remember what number they use, right? 3.5. But they're talking about, they're basically like, we are at the sort of Patreon moment, which is like, you can have an audience through Patreon, you can have this alternative source of income. And they're basically like predicting that through blockchain, there will be some like next, I don't know exactly how they conceive of it, but they're like, blockchain is the next thing, which is sort of ironic because they're leftists and obviously blockchain is like problematic for all these different reasons. Yeah. But they're sort of predicting that 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 blockchain and, and crypto are going to produce like new methods for funding the arts for sustaining the arts and that's and such a bummer to me because i just wish that when i heard the word blockchain it would like light up neural pathways in my brain but instead <laughs> it just like goes totally dark <laughs> i'm just blacked out for right me, now i feel time. it like down in my my gut that's where it lights up into my legs and stuff i want to dance i got a i got a i got a boner <laughs> yeah but 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 actually, f the final sort of thing that I wanted to say about that is that they recognize that while the sort of Patreon model, which I think is the sort of Josh Citarella current model, right? Like mm -hmm. I have all these people who like my art; they subscribe to my Patreon, five dollars a pop. I answer to no one. I answer yeah. to no one, and I create my and you know it's what Brad Trammell does. The sort of downside of that is that they were like basically those platforms kind of redound to some of the like, um, you know, s s some of for instance. You have to kind of be famous and have a product that people really want um, on these platforms. So, for instance, if you make really, like, work that takes a long time to make, artwork that takes a really long time to make, or is challenging in a particular way, a platform like Patreon is not going to serve you. And that's like what a novel? Maybe, like, a novel would be an example. I guess in the context of, like, fine art, it would be, like... Like a cathedral. <laughs> like a cathedral? You could not Patreon... Uh, a cathedral. Um, but maybe with the blockchain, you can. With the blockchain, you can make We're a cathedral. We're going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. yes, keep, keep going. So, yeah. so just the point being that, like, um, you know, I'm like, well, you know, that guy has figured out a model. But, w you know, one of the things that they were saying were, like, one of the functions of institutions, like museums, like residencies, like, you know, as, as kind of compromised as they are, right, because they're funded by millionaires, what, you know, Brett Trimmel calls them, uh, wealth criminals, you know, they're they're funded by <laughs> they're funded by these interests. However, the like function that they serve is that they can, for instance, like put money into someone who's going to like make up a, a, a work of art that's going to take them like many years to make, and that might be challenging. And so that that like ideally, and this isn't always the case because institutions are also kind of beholden to like having to sell tickets or whatever. But ideally, you need some institution that's going to like like. Um, kind of consolidate wealth in such a way that you can fund different kinds of art. You don't have to fund like 
basically like podcasts, right? Or like really like punchy work that sells on Patreon. They're basically like, Patreon is cool. It's a next step, but it doesn't watch out for these particular kinds mm. of things. And so while Josh Sorella has this like way to like make his money, you know, it's like, well, it's not a utopia, right? Like how many of them, how many of him can there be like, sure. which is not sure. to say universities sure. are like, you know, our universities are good or like private institutions are good, but only that I'm like, well, I don't, it's like, yes, and also he has access to this audience and he's been lucky in X, Y, and Z ways or, you know. Like well, and, and that's the interesting thing about the him starting this do not research. Uh, is it, what, what do they think of it as like a digital platform for art? You know, I do don't know what this is. Um, this is something that he's like started with, I think, other artists who are interested in like a certain kind of work that is related to the internet that they don't feel like is like getting attention or being properly like understood in the current art institutions. And so he's like creating this thing that he's like, this is, we're making the institution that we feel like needs to exist, um, the new institution. And I just thought that was interesting because I'm like, oh, so many um, rad people, like I feel like are anti-institutional. You know, everything's about uh, temporary autonomous zones. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I guess, couldn't you, wouldn't you say like, oh, there are good institutions and there's bad institutions. You don't want everybody like atomized and isolated. You want some sort of it, but you would hope that it's an institution yeah, that's run. Yeah, I just think it was interesting because I'm like, oh, there's no, when I hear the word institution, I don't think, oh, that's cool. You're starting an institution. You think that's bad? Wow, I think that's bad. You should start a, yeah, a zine that just gets thrown in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> you should start an autonomous zone. <laughs> yeah. Zine what about a center? A center's kind of scary. You should start a center. Center's like a, like a cult or something, maybe. Yeah. A, a, yeah. a temple? But I respect it. I spoke into my coffee. <laughs> what? <Right. laughs> you spoke into your coffee as if it was, as if it was my mic. I spilled it. Um, yes. Well, that's all very interesting. Again, I wish that I was interested in blockchain because like that seems like the future. I don't know if that can really monetize my work or help me, but all that I'm thinking about is like the future of how to make money is that I should learn how to, uh, crochet those little sexy shirts that everybody's like making. You see these on the internet? People, no, are, knitting people are knitting little sexy shirts. little tube tops and it seems easy and you sell them for like 50 bucks. And that's kind of what I'm thinking could be a next step for me. And of the new models, people predicted that. Well. <laughs> no, they're not even talking about this. Wow. Yeah. I mean, what's the what's the man hours conversion to money, right? I mean, how long does it take to That's crochet? a good question. That's a good question. I'll do some more research on that, and I'll get back to or you. Or the female hours. In the female hours, yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, comedy is kind of having that moment through we're, Patreon, right? Like, you yes, think of someone yes, like... Yes, and yes. we're part of that. And we're part of that. We don't need to be we're, on we're, SNL. We got Raisin yeah. Man. We're on that, totally. that ship, and it's taken us right to the promise land. Yeah. <laughs> Blue Bay yeah. has a Patreon or did you you saw? I don't know what to do with that shit. I'm thinking about <laughs> Blue Bay's dad gives to it. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about deleting it or finding something to do with it. I've been thinking about posting something on it that would be kind of interesting but it's just like I don't have time. It's like Yeah, yeah. I mean I've thought I thought about coming back and just putting our, all our episodes on Patreon. Just being like if 50 people listen to it that's fine but you have to pay to listen. And you get the money. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm, I don't have a job right now. I need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, it, you should um, link it to the blockchain somehow so that we become like Josh Citarella. Yeah, we yes. could be like Josh Citarella. <laughs> I have no concept of what you guys are talking about. <laughs> so the blockchain will make us like Josh Citarella. That's right. And we'll we'll talk about little fifteen year olds on Instagram. Yeah, and we'll be kind of cool and, and that's hot. an infinite resource. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, can I be serious for one second and not like I don't want to yes. be an, I don't want to be boring, but I do. There is one last thing I want to say. Boring. Fine. Be Fine. boring. Be boring. 
Are you guys cool with that? Yeah, yeah. Of course. Then we're we're gonna be fun. And then you can and you can undermine what I'm saying through jokes. Okay. And I'm not saying that I'm frustrated by it. I just want to add one last thing, which is which is pertinent. Don't tell me what to do. (laughs) I will decide whether to undermine it or not. Okay. We have been experiencing this issue in comedy, right? Like we there's this like no, and I'm talking about us, me and you, Sam, right? It's like who's gonna give us money to make a thing, right? Not you, Sarah, because you're not in Simple Town with us. Yeah, so, and off. whose decision is yeah. that? You don't got money problems <laughs> like us. <laughs> I guess I'm observing like kind of. I don't really have a final point to make about it. Simply that like you have you see when these you're looking for resources. It's true. No, no, yeah. no. Hold on. I was gonna say. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking about plays like Eternal Family or like where does um, their money come from? That's what I've been thinking. Or about. like Means yeah. TV. Yeah. Or like an unnamed, you know, well I've heard that a certain big leftist podcast is starting their own streaming service. Don't know mm, if that will happen. Heard that. But you know, it's like you have this desire for these alternative streaming platforms that have like these alternative like funding models. I don't know how like s- successful they'll be. They don't have like a lot of money to give you, but they're like Who trying to Who even wants up. to watch anything anymore? What do you mean? <laughs> Are you undermining right now? <laughs> I'm glad you're doing it. I don't want to watch anything. Uh, the idea of the platform, even if it's like got cool alternative stuff on it, I'm like, yeah, so what? I just want to go for a walk. Yeah. yeah. You're not watching anything? No. What's the last show you watched? Um, what's the last show I watched? Started watching The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And is that on Means TV? <laughs> One of the women on it is married to her step-grandfather. Her grandmother died, and in her will... She said, I want one of my granddaughters to marry my husband and take care of him. And so she married her step-grandfather. Very huh. strange. So. Wow. so does she have sex with her step-grandfather? She used to, but not anymore, is the so kind of the premise. Wow. And is he, like, mad old and she's He's old. beautiful she's young. and young? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. So, anyway. Uh, uh, I'm going to respond to what you said, Felipe, yeah. and said, say that it, we had kind of a philosophy, I think, when we first started coming to New York, which was, like, or doing comedy in New York, which is that don't worry about making money. Make the things you want to make and the money will follow, you know, but, it, but, but, but it's like a school of fish, right? And like you just, you're the school of fish and you just do whatever you want. And money is like the grouper that, that, that follows behind the school of fish. It's the natural thing. That is a result of it's the chemical trails of you just doing whatever you want. So don't worry. Make interesting work. Make what you want to make, and someone eventually will want. Will be like this is really cool and interesting. We'll we'll help you guys make stuff, and so far that hasn't borne out. It absolutely has not borne out. <laughs> but that's okay. But that's okay. I'm. I think we're still operating under that philosophy, and and it's. I'm ha- Like I'm happy about. What, what we make and things like that, you know? Yeah, my point, my point actually, well, yes, that's true. I mean, we have had this difficulty or, like, haven't figured it out yet, but I guess maybe I'm also talking about, like, the different ways in which comedy is trying to create yeah, new yeah, models, yeah. right? right. Um, and and I, think, I think there are other issues with it, right? Like, I think there's... There's so much content that's being made and so many platforms that are being created and, like, the amount they're paying people is becoming less and less and less, even though there's still a bil- multi-billion dollar industry, obviously, in streaming and content creation. And it's just like, but how can it keep going? Because it's, I mean, this this constant question of, like, things can't infinitely grow. Yeah. Yeah, or even or even a thing that, like, is, is sort of in Seth's domain, which is, like, well, when you have people who are sort of self-sustaining through Patreons and have their audiences, yeah. it's really hard to, like, 
um, to like make them accountable for things that they say or for like, you know, it's like, it's harder to essentially, you know, maybe, I don't know if this is the word he would use or if you would even agree with this framing, but it's like, it, it is harder to police or to like moderate discourse when like you have, um, which could be good or People could be silent. bad. Yeah. You know, it's like, I have my audience, like, and there's a thing they say, it's like, I can't be canceled. Like I have my Patreon audience. I guess I'm, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying you have all these like emergent issues in comedy about like, well, how does it how does it get funded? And obviously, not everyone has a bajillion dollar Patreon, but um, I don't know. I'm sort of riffing about all the different things that are coming up right now hmm. that are trying to be like anti big institutions, anti big comedy institutions. Yeah, I feel like people felt felt like responsible to their fans though before Patreon existed. I mean, I. I I think it's true what you're saying and also like I have had this thought before where it's like oh if you ever get big you understand that like your fans are your what's powerful about you and that they you are concerned about them canceling you you can't get canceled if you're like Tim Dillon or something you can't get canceled by like Fox News like an executive can't cancel you but your fans can decide to abandon you so I think you are you are beholden to someone no matter what type of like media star you are, it's just a question of whether like your your future is like in the hands of like executives at a table, or it's like in the hands of sort of like the masses. But I do think there's I have had this thought where it's like, oh, you know, if your bosses are like the the three million people who subscribe to you, it's like I think that can be like a fickle, scary place, like a thin reed to, to lean on. And that there is something comfortable about like a, a studio or an institution being like, don't no, don't worry, like we fu we help fund your work, and you can always talk to those people, where it's harder to talk to like a million fans. But you don't think that those people are just as fickle. You say something they don't like, something their advertisers it, don't like. They get letters from audiences. You know, it's like you're always. It's true. It's true. But it, but it's like, I guess you can like communicate with those with those people. You can have, like, relationships with those people, and it's hard to have a relationship with, like, a million fans. Mm. I just wouldn't say anything that they don't like. Yeah, you're yeah. right. That is the solution. And also that those people, those people with a million fans are also, like, as Josh Citarella pointed out himself, like, your boss is sort of Instagram, you know, at the end of the day. Like, Instagram right. decides mm. whether you, what content you can make or not make. They can... They can shadow, shadow ban, ban you. you. And it should be ending in about eight days for me, I think. That's <laughs> my estimation. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. That's funny. But it's like the thing that we were talking about, I think, a, w a couple months back with like Dave Chappelle, that article that came out about Dave Chappelle, where he was like, oh, oh you know, you're my fans. You got me these like Netflix deals. It's like up to you guys. Netflix didn't want this to happen. Fuck them. And he sort of simultaneously can like have it both ways where he's sort of mm. like he says he's, it's like his fans who are powering him but then it's the executive they're, they're kind of in bed together a little bit am I getting this right? yeah that is right um, anyways my point being is that I think there's there uh, this new models thing you're describing an, an added complication is that like having a fan base of a million people who subscribe to your Patreon, I think is also like a really scary, scary and um, a precarious place to be in. 
Yeah, I'm not sure whether it's more or less precarious than having a job in a TV show, right? Like, I, I can imagine, and I know that for, like, TV writers and actors, like, it, you know, they, if you're not, if the bottom line doesn't make you know, you're out. Right. So I guess both are fickle, but I'm like, what? Yeah, they offer different kinds of insurance. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's funny, the culture on Instagram of, like, everybody's always on there talking about the algorithm now and posting, like, you know, when people, like, want to post something important, so they post a picture of their face, and they're like, this is a picture of my face for the algorithm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thing. And I don't really have a full thought about it besides, like, there's something kind of, like, I mean, if we were talking about, thanks, yeah, get me in the on the frame. Um, the Brad Trammell thing, he's going through, like, eras of social media and the way people talk and present themselves on social media. That, to me, feels like the era that's happening right now is this, like, extreme preoccupation with the platform, at least in my little corner of it, mm-hmm. and, like, people talking about the platform on the platform. And, you know, he's going through, I won't really get the words right, um, just, like, the way, the ascension of, like, the internet from when all the icons on your phone resemble you know objects in real life to like when they're just self-referential and now it's funny that on instagram people are constantly just talking about instagram algorithm and trying to get you to click on certain things and save things and share things in certain ways to engage the content and blah 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 and i'm just like whoa you have become the machine i and like the monster like i know that you're doing it for a good cause it's like your work or fundraising for something that matters but like when my whole feed is full of people just being like do this here's a hack read this and then do and save and send it i'm like jesus christ like just show me a little picture and if i miss it i miss it i'm gonna try to see it if i don't see it can't see them all can't see them all yeah it's true it's like it's It's like it it becomes this like meta discourse about the about the algorithm itself as opposed to like what is the content yeah totally which is the instagram's fault but it's not it's not a fun world do you think there's going to be someday sort of a blockchain public instagram did you hear this though and uh, i'll add this to the conversation it's okay let's say blockchain that's how you get right like sort of a instagram where it's unmoderated or you know some sort of other version of it where you're not beholden to this big company right let's say in the future i, I you know let's imagine right and it's going to be achieved through the blockchain i don't know how right but let's just Stop say making me imagine the blockchain <laughs> so, <laughs> i don't even fully know what it is right did you read that apparently that like that big cryptocurrency like wallet website? So there's a website that basically keeps all your cryptocurrency together. You guys are making a face. Miss, come on, say it. What's your what get, get it out. They just did a they just did a deal with ICE. They made a deal with ICE for like the for crypto like, wallet. Did it deal with ICE? <laughs> no. No. Oh, no, nobody's talking about this. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, that what just that means is like oh even in these kind of utopic like you know even in the new, utopic I wasn't even in, <laughs> I wasn't even in the utopia I didn't realize we were in the, no, we the were utopia in the dystopia. <laughs> even we in the beautiful the utopia wallet. of the cryptic crypto wallet <laughs> oh god I was imagining <laughs> butterflies and deer yes, eating when the wallet bullets. opens yes. up yeah what comes and out and you it. just smashed it yeah and you said oh my ice. gosh I would never think the crypto Wallet oh, when you deal with ice. oh god! Maybe we don't do the podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I guess I'm just going. I'm just like, oh, just in it. I gotta pee again. Go do you pee. think you'll ever that you're gonna get you're gonna get blockchain? No, you're, I don't even know what that would mean to get blockchain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And I I watch the video explainers. In a sense, I understand the blockchain thing. 
And in another sense, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's one of those things. I hate to be a late adopter of something, but sometimes a thing comes up in modern life where you're just like, I don't want to do it. And uh, we'll see if we'll, we'll be made to. You know how your grandma, she like learned to use Facebook. She, mm -hmm. she like when she handles her phone, she uses her index finger instead, you know, and kind of like mm -hmm. looks at it, you know, without, yes. not, not with her thumbs with her index finger. Learned to use a blender. So she used to just make milkshakes by putting ice cream in a jar and shaking it up. Really? She had mm -hmm. to learn to use a blender? Mm -hmm. It's not too hard. Mm -hmm. I went, I bet she went. This is a lot easier. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll be you with crypto. Mm-hmm. Now I feel bad. I'm sorry I went off. I was, no, no, I was no, trying no, to get no, on no. some smart boy shit. No, I Maybe. think that's most smart. And I think that people are being edified. Go off in the chat if you feel like you learned something today. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're coming up on the end. We, have we talked about Brad Trammell yet? No, we didn't talk about that. Well, she did bring him up. I just brought him she, up. She sort of, so. she sort of without, without a lot of fanfare, went into a description of Brad Trammell's Ooh, video. Perfect slow fade transition. Yeah. Yes. Like a DJ. Yes. So uh, just to say the other thing that I wanted to say about that, um, he's going through the phases of like social media and how people post from doing like um, brunch photos where you put vintage filters over them to like, after that, it's like huge selfie culture. Then after that, it's infographics and virtue signaling, um, which I feel like the, the phase of social media that I'm interested in is uh, alt comedians, DIY alt comedians who all have extremely professional photos done all over their Instagrams That's that are right. made to make them look as if they're already a famous person so that when you go to follow them, even though they're no one, you will be like, this is a, this is a comedian. This is what a comedian looks like. And I just think it's like so lame. Slick um, photos. Slick photos. High def. High lighting. Def, yeah. And also just like everybody shows, getting the photographers. Like, I get it. You got to promote the shit. You need pictures and whatever. But uh, I just like, I was at that show. That wasn't what that show was like. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't capture it. So I, I just think that's corny. Do you um, think it's better to fry all your photos through the sharpness filter? I think it's better to fry the shit out filter? all your photos. Yeah. And also the best Instagrams are, photo are ones where you go on and you're just trying to look for a picture of a person so you can show your friend like this is my crush and they have no pictures of themselves <laughs> it's just like blurry objects and like that's the best yeah, kind that's the best kind that when i see instagram like that i'm like this he's person's so cool hot. look I at this you. yeah he's hot <laughs> <laughs> um but the brad tramell thing it was just making me really self-conscious about like in what way am i posting and what is the meaning of the posting that i do um and I feel like, because he talks about how it's impossible to relate to the number of followers that, like, people have. Like, you can't just talk to them like they're people that you know. Or you can't, um, like, apprehend them even. Yeah. It's like a number that of people that you can't ever actually think of as people. Well, yeah. when he said that, I thought, that's not true because that's how Sarah Wilson talks to her followers. And I think that's a great strategy. Thank you. What, that you talk to them as if they're your friends? as if they're your best friend. Yeah, that's what I do. Without saying, like, bestie or whatever, I'm just yeah. kind of like, here's something that I wanted to tell you. And then I'm just going to say, yeah, what but it you is. don't have like 70 K followers. Like, I wonder what it would be like yeah. if you had that number yes, of no, followers. It would be crazy. It would be crazy. Do you think you'd still talk to people that way? Um, I might get a or second. Would you account. use the blockchain? <laughs> <laughs> using the blockchain to monetize them. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's funny because I do get replies from people that I don't really know who replies if they're like a really good friend of mine, which is probably a common social media phenomenon. And I do find that a little unnerving. Or I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> I talk to you like you're my friend. You can't you talk to me to back. Me. Yeah. <laughs> but you think, you know, now after seeing the Brad Trammell and how he described the self-conscious way of posting, you're thinking, I'm also self-consciously posting. Because you were saying, yeah, I'm you were on a... I'm self-consciously posting, yeah. And what's your, and how are you self-conscious? Like, what's your, like, algorithm hack? Or, like, what did it make you feel insecure about that you're posting, like? 
Um, I definitely feel like I post um, kind of positive vibe stuff about my life where I can just imagine people looking at it and being like, we don't give a fuck. Shut the fuck up. Oh, you and your friends. Oh, <laughs> that's but a good way to imagine <laughs> that's a good way to imagine anyone responding to anything you yeah. post just looking at me like i don't give a fuck yeah, fuck you totally totally fuck you <laughs> this fucking sucks yeah so i always try to put myself in that position and be like if i can argue against i'd be like that doesn't suck we were having such a great day then it's like all right i'll post that <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know what point i really had about it besides just like i don't know yeah it just made me think like how how does a person post how are you supposed to post on these places well, I have a thought. Well, yeah. I was going to say it's funny because I think the 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 specificity of the of like showing your friends and 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 writing a little like thing you're thinking about about your friends is actually to me way more interesting. And even if you are a stranger, I think I'd be like roped into your Instagram because it's like filled with pathos and filled with Thank detail you. about your life that I could like immediately pick up a million interesting things to like latch onto. I find the story posts where you go onto people's stories and it's just like memes and media and things they've like grabbed from the internet. I know you, you kind of like to post like that. Yeah, that's not how I post. I'm like, I'm like, Get this em. is boring. This has nothing what? to do with this Get person. Yeah. I can't think it's like, boring? this isn't about them. No. I don't yeah. care about the stuff they're like looking at. I don't yes. come here no. to like get, your media diet Fuck. like i want to learn about your life and this is like and unpersonal and distant no. and has nothing has no truth in it yes well that's funny because that actually reminds me of the thing that i was meaning to say about this but that i was feeling self-conscious about is i feel like a lot of people who i like in real life they post on instagram in this extremely disaffected way where it's just like an unexplained photo something weird like a bunch of oblique images with no explanation you don't know where they are what's going on and uh, and it's like that just like disaffected way of it's kind of like the caring isn't cool model of um right yeah Right. doing something and i see that and i'm like that's probably cooler than the thing that i'm doing but i also like i'm always like what are, what's this picture why didn't you write a caption that tells me what yeah. the picture is yes. <laughs> yes. so it kind of annoys me or, so i'd like i just got to make the kind of shit that like i've got questions about people's lives and i wish they'd be a little more forthcoming yes yeah. and it's also a little bit like the there is a kind of verge meme version of the thing you're describing about comedians who post like pristine beautiful photos as if they're already famous yeah there's the same logic could be said of a person who's like doing like a meme instagram account where they're like oh this is all like the media i i like consume and stuff and i'm like you think i'm gonna go to your page to get like my memes and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> like, you're the fucking new york no, times you. something and i like check in on your page to get like what's hot on the internet mm. like no fuck you you're not like you're trying to be like a hub <laughs> and you're not a fucking hub i want to learn about your pathetic little decisions you have to make in your life and the fights you're having about with your friends and no. stuff like that's mm -hmm. that's how what's many, interesting mm -hmm. how many people drama that's what shakespeare huh? wrote yeah. about don't no. try and be like a media yeah. center no. you know what i mean no you guys got it all wrong <laughs> you guys got it all wrong it's just as hubristic and and i and boring totally it's and all, that's our time no so. no well first of all <laughs> we started 10 minutes late so we got 10 more minutes okay and I'm going to set the record straight. <laughs> Go uh, off, Sam. That's right. That's fucking right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, whatever. 
I think there's different ways. I think it can be either way. Don't say fun. whatever. Just engage. I'll engage with this. I'll engage with this. And this, this is where I was going. And maybe obliquely it'll lead us back into what you're saying. And, and I'm going to finally refute and slam dunk on your backwards <laughs> on your backwards views. Because, Sarah, you complain about the posi dictatorship. Right mm. now, you are being sincere dictatorship, okay? I am. None of that. Yeah, None of that. We are in bleak Fascism times. Fascism of sincerity. Fascism yeah. of sincerity. We are in bleak times, okay? We uh, need a new sincerity. No, no, we need we need just sincerity like a totally supercharged. detached robotic <laughs> irony, obliqueness. Ob- we need a blockchain of sincerity. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I guess all I was gonna say is that I so so Brad Trammell, he like historicizes right. He's like social media had a uh, um, the first stage is let me show you what's happening in my life the images are of my life the second stage is let me show you me my face not what's happening in my life my face Face. and then the final stage is let me post for the algorithm so it like it goes from like referencing life as it exists out in the world to referencing the algorithm and and he talks about infographics right Mm -hmm. but like really what he's talking about is like engaging with with the algorithm as as the center of meaning as opposed mm-hmm. to engaging with the world like i take a yes. picture of a tree it's no longer a tree now it's um the com- i'm posting about the conversation mm-hmm. um so that's the transition from like referencing the world to referencing like the the the, the online space and where am i going with this oh where i'm going is that like is a brilliant summarizer you're so good at summarizing mm-hmm. yep um <laughs> it's what i like to do mm-hmm. but so uh where i I like that that transition, that three-step dialectic. I relate to it um, because I was talking to somebody who said, I don't like, this person said, I don't like social media. I don't like, she's, she's a writer. She's like, I don't like, I don't want to engage with social media to be a writer, right? Like, mm. And I said- I have a guess for who this is. Oh, who do you think it is? Think you don't, you don't, don't be, no, it's a, it's a person that I knew from high school. Okay, keep going. And so I was, <laughs> I was seeing her, I was like, well, this is the sort of, this is my tripartite model. This is my, tri- yes, well, t- this is what I'm going to say. You're apartheid model. My, no, <laughs> not my, apart- I said my tripartite model. Um, Want to become famous? Yes. <laughs> oh my God, we have to respond. To talk this about that. This is yeah. <laughs> this person on the Twitch is very uh, apropos. So, I was like, the first step is f- to level one. I po I um my what's important is my art, right? Like my writing, my comedy, like so you know, and and that's the focus. Um, so it's not about social media. It's about my art. My art has to be as good as possible, and people will see it. And I don't need to be on social media. It doesn't matter to me. Um, the, 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 the goal is like the, the content itself. Um, step two is in order for people to see my things, I need to be on social media. So social media is instrumental, right? It's like social media is going to lead you to my work. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I have to, so, so doing social media is a kind of compromise. It's maybe like not something I like, but I have to do it, but it leads you to the work. Step three. And I think to me, this is the enlightened step and not many reach it but it's social media is it is the artwork and that's what and that's and that's where i connect with brad Trammell. and it's like you understand that like the way you post is is the thing that you're doing mm, the medium is the message and then the content is, is there a step four yeah what's where you four? go back you go Apartheid. back to the, the blockchain <laughs> who gets to live in the woods yeah. yeah maybe there is yeah i mean you know societal collapse i don't know TikTok, but I was on TikTok, and and it is and truthfully, I I was talking to somebody who's like you know 
they were like, that's a bleak world. Or I was like, it is a bleak, it is a bleak sort of conclusion. Yeah. But, but you know, it can be kind of exciting. And with regards to posting memes, you know, I like it. I like a good meme and I like somebody who like curates memes. It's, it sort of carves out their internal world. Mm. There's people who post about their life. Shout out to Jake. Shout out to... Brian Fidiment. <laughs> All sorts of people. It carves out their internal world. You know, it's like when I think about art, right? Like not every poem has to explain itself to me. Sometimes a poem can make me think. A picture can be oblique. And I think of it as an artwork, right? I don't think of it as like, I don't know why you posted this. It's like you posted this and I'm engaging with the post. The, the weird image to me, it's like. Yeah, but uh, sometimes I see a work of art and I think, I don't like this. Because you don't know what it is about. I don't get it. It doesn't work. You yeah. need it to be grounded in a human experience. You need the description on the side I of the museum it. wall. got to have text on the side, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I get it. I, I also get sometimes... I mean, there's a there's corny ways of posting both ways, right? There's, of course. There's of ways course. of posting about your life. I mean, and... Of course. And we I know a couple of... And we know a couple of chugs that were like, <laughs> you got to give it a rest. I do not care about your life. <laughs> <laughs> you know you what I'm saying? You guys are laughing and I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, you know who we're talking about. I have people that I'll send Sarah. I'll be like, look at this fucking yeah, post. Yeah. Totally, totally. And But you're describing like a le- level of li- literacy and a level of time commitment to like understand in people's worldview that I'm like, I'm not sure exactly whether I'm willing to give to it. What I like about museums is that there's a little gift shop and a little place where you can go eat food oh my after God. you're done. The basis desires. 10, the basis desires fulfilled for Sam. Sam gets bring, really hungry. If you want to get... <laughs> going to an already compromised center so of culture and already mediated... Kind of museum-type uh, uh, mode of, of viewership uh, to people's Instagram page, I say, fine. But have say, a little, you. but have a little <laughs> gift shop yeah. or a little, a little food court where I can go hang out and I can eat. You know. Yeah. That's the way I feel. Yeah, mm. I guess I also think that the, the thing with social media in my mind is just like it is addictive in a way that I find toxic. I feel truly addicted to it in a way that does not make me feel good, and I like engaging with art. And I don't. I get some pleasure out of social media, but mostly I don't because of the. The way it's designed to make you just keep watching shit that you're like not even enjoying just for that little brief gratification. Like, yeah. so I can't, even though I understand what you're saying and I see that theoretically, my actual experience engaging with this is this is not art. This is something like disgusting that I just can't stop. Yeah. 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 I've been not on dating apps a lot recently. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to quit my job and like, and, and, do, a lot of, apps full and time. do a lot of art, <laughs> make a lot of art. No, 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 no. I'm dating. Like, is that what you're doing in your, in your room while we're working? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm being hyperbolic, but I have been on like on, on dating apps, like quite a lot the mm. past like week. And I've just been like, this is crazy you love that little ding when it's a match totally totally and it's fun fun to try and try and be funny for a stranger and like try and get see yourself anew through their eyes yes yes and i went i went on a date with somebody uh who we know but i won't name and and they were like uh they were like oh i feel like if you're in the chat i feel like men often have this thing where they're like just get addicted to dating where they love like this thing where they're just like chasing yeah and it's fun for them and women get really exhausted by it Mm. and i thought to myself i had this like kind of horror in my head where i was like am i like that is she talking about me 
Wow, you were like, oh shit, she doesn't even know that the monster well, she's I, describing I is right that out in loud. front of her. I said uh, that out loud. Out loud, I was like, I'm trying to think if I'm like that or not. <laughs> well, dude, historically, you would have been cannon fodder. Eighty percent, eighty percent of men just going off to war, yeah. just, just yeah, absolutely disposable. Live, man, and enjoy. Yeah. Wait, why would I be the cannon fodder? I'm going out. Strong. I'm having sex. I'm saying what your historical like in the hundred years war you would have died. Yeah. Oh. You would have been born to saying? some peasant. Yeah, I'm talking about the thing I was saying earlier about men. Yeah, but he would have had a kid because he's such. Yeah, I would. So I would have been the twenty percent who has a kid. It has yeah. nothing to do with. Sam looks. might even have a kid. It has nothing to do with <laughs> looks or charm. I actually thought I had a kid <laughs> around. You did around June. Yeah. this Summer. Look, yeah. we gotta. Well, I think we gotta call it soon. All right. I think we gotta call it. We do now. That's We're, it. Um, so Man, bye. love the morning yeah. show. Thank you so much for coming, everybody. Uh, if you liked it, then have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what's her? What's her? <laughs> go to sleep. What's her catchphrase that we always say? That you always say, Sam. The catchphrase. Uh, good. Good. Good luck at work, everybody. Stay safe and make some friends. All right. Bye. Raisin Man Arena.